0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Mark Surianis. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. I am your host, I'm a third Don Black belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. I hope that 2020 has started out well for you and for your families. And on behalf of Taekwondo Life Magazine, we wish you all health and happiness in this new and exciting year. Today we're going to be talking about Taeguk. Taeguk is known to many Taekwondo students and practitioners as the primary form that is used for training colored belts in Taekwondo schools that are under the supervision of the Kukkiwon and train in WT style. The word itself Taeguk relates to a traditional Korean symbol it is a symbol that is probably known to most Taekwondo practitioners uh, although you may not recognize or or be aware that that is the name of the symbol that is the symbol that appears on the Korean flag which hangs in my estimation in every Taekwondo school in every state country city around the globe the symbol on the Korean flag that many know more commonly as the yin-yang symbol, a symbol of balance and harmony, the red and blue shapes that when they come together form a circle. Red on top representing positive energy and the blue on the bottom representing balancing forces. The term has sometimes been translated to mean supreme and ultimate, taiguk. We're going to examine and talk about the Taegok forms, a little bit about their history, a little bit about what they're designed to do, and things of that nature. But let's start out the conversation talking a little bit about forms or what we call Pumse in general. Pumse is a an important part of Taekwondo practice. It's one of the essential parts of Taekwondo practice. Uh, it is one of the significant elements of a curriculum that are tested in color belt advancement. It is an essential component of any Taekwondo program. Uh, Taekwondo programs, for the most part, are comprised of basics, which includes basic blocking and kicking techniques, which include sparring, which has great prominence in the Taekwondo world, particularly in the World Taekwondo Federation now known as World Taekwondo uh, and the Olympics because sparring is such a big part of that board breaking which is standard in in every martial arts program the philosophies of taekwondo the do part portion of it and quite significantly the forms or or the poomsae forms and poomsae are a way of teaching Numbers of things, and we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about the advancement of it. But they involve teaching balance. They involve teaching basic techniques. We'll talk about in the Thai series how there's an advancement and an increase in the types of techniques that are utilized. The kicks, the blocks, the punches that we talk about in basic techniques are now put together in a fluid form of motion that gives us the ability to do a couple of things. One of those things is to practice those techniques. The other is to practice the balance of those techniques and the use of those techniques in motion. Because forms, whether they're Taiguk forms or Palgay forms or other types of forms, are the use of techniques in motion. Forms integrate every part of the body. They involve the basic techniques. They involve breathing control. They involve balance, coordination, concentration. And they involve memory. Part and parcel of understanding the execution and the practice of forms is the importance of memorization and muscle memory. Uh, An interesting study that was recently done on aging and that was done on memory loss in senior adults and it was determined that that exercises such as the practice of Pumse and things like dancing and dance routines actually help to stay off memory loss in senior adults because of the fact that it utilizes parts of the brain that are very, very significantly tied into memory. so. While it has been said that there are many different components of Taekwondo, and there may be different forms that are utilized, forms themselves are an integral part of any Taekwondo program. Pumse, in recent years, has taken on a real elevated level as it relates to sport Taekwondo, because now, in the area of competition, national competition, state competition, international competition, we now have as Taekwondo practitioners the ability to simply not say it's sparring or nothing, but it's now bifurcated, and that there's competitive sparring and there's competitive sport poomsae competition. Some of that involves taiguk, some of that involves high black belt forms, and some of that involves other types of creative forms. However, it is a new and increased importance Uh, recognition of the importance of Pumse and forms. As the subject matter of this episode is taiguk, obviously we will be focusing on that set of forms. That is the current set of forms that is recognized by the Kukyuan and by World Taekwondo. It is, however, not the original form of Pumse. However, many of the elements of the Taeguk forms are incorporate and are part and parcel of and developments of some of the, the prior forms. In most Kukiyuan and, and WT schools, uh, prior to the implementation in, uh, in and around 1970 of the Taeguk forms, there was uh, uh, an older set of forms known as palgwe which are still utilized, sometimes as supplemental, sometimes instead of um, the Taegwooks, and those were developed by what at the time was known as the Korean Taekwondo Association, and they created those forms with some of the input from some of the original nine uh, Taekwondo Kwan's. In and around 1970, there was the development of some of these new, uh, more polished forms that focused on a little bit more specifically some techniques uh, and that were a little bit more tied into some of the representation of the things that they uh, symbolized, which we'll talk about. And pretty much by 1971 and a little bit later, there was a mass movement to switch from Palgay forms or other types of forms to taiguk forms. And today, virtually all uh, kukiwan and WT schools around the globe utilize the Taeguk forms. For the most part, you may not be able to speak the language, but if you were to walk into a Taekwondo Dojang, or to walk into a tournament anywhere in the world, and you were to see colored belt students, white belt, yellow belt, orange belt, and so on, you would be able to determine, based upon your own experience, what their poomsae was and what form that was and and which taiguk they, they were doing. Language would not be um, nor would local custom necessarily be the determining factor for their forms because they would be standardized and they would be utilizing the eight taegooks. So in the standard taekwondo curriculum there are a series of eight forms that line up with our colored belt curriculums and our colored belt testings. The series is Taiguk, as we discuss the meaning of Taiguk. And then they proceed based upon numbers. Not one, two, three, four, as we count in class, Hana, Dul, Set, Net, but first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on. Now, the the word Zhang or jang, depending on how it's pronounced, means chapter. So if we look at Taiguk Il Zhang, Il Zhang, that would mean the first chapter in the Taiguk series. Taiguk I Zhang, the second chapter in the Taiguk series. Taiguk Sam Taeguk Taiguk Sajan, Taiguk O Jang, Taiguk Yuk Jang. Taeguk Chiljang, and Taeguk Paljang. So all of those will match up, obviously, Taeguk Paljang, the eighth chapter in the Taeguk series. So fairly easy to remember. It's a sensible pattern. It makes sense. And of course, it ties into the various belts. Taeguk Iljan, the first chapter, being the primary form that is utilized to test from white belt to yellow belt. There may be some redundancy here, but we may have listeners who are from the ITF style or from other styles that don't utilize these forms. So we go our system goes from yellow to orange, from orange to green, from green to blue, from blue to purple. That's halfway there. Taeguk Ojang practice there, to red, to brown, and then on to what is considered bodon, or red and black belt, or it may be called different things in different styles, but the precursor to the black belt style. So, with that outline in mind, and with that understanding in mind, we will now go into the specific taigooks what they mean, and what some of their focus and emphasis is. One of the things that is uh, truly, in my opinion, interesting about the study of the Taiguk forms is that as you're coming up through the ranks, they may seem relatively random to you, they may seem unconnected, Uh, they may seem a little bit difficult to to understand. However, I think that they're all, all of these forms put together are designed to be a package that prepares you for your journey to black belt. Once you have mastered or have some level of mastery on these colored belt forms, it is somewhat indicative of the fact that you are now ready to test for your black belt, in, in my opinion. They are also all tied together. They have very deep meanings, and they tend to build as one might expect. They build from a level of simplicity of stance, simplicity of technique, to more complex. However, not specifically isolated. While we may learn new moves along the way, we may may learn new form parts along the way. It's not completely new in terms of practice because we have been executing and using this level of practice throughout our black belt journey, our journey from white belt. And one of the things that becomes extremely nuanced and extremely interesting, in my opinion, is that as you start to train in, in the forms and train in the taiguks, the things that sometimes stand out and make the various forms and the differences between them are those differences. So we start to learn some of the things that are different, such as red belt form, Taiguk Yukchan. It's the only form where the right foot returns. Well, it's easy to remember because the pattern of all of the other forms is that the left foot returns. So it is the difference that becomes the teaching tool. Again, as we're working on that, as we're... um, you know, in it, it may be a little bit hard for us to fully appreciate or fully understand that. However, as we become further removed from it and we go back over that curriculum later on, it becomes much more understandable. So our first form, when we're a a, a yellow belt, we've achieved yellow belt, we've gotten past white belt, we've gotten past learning a lot of the basics, is putting those basics together. And as we test for yellow belt, we learn now the pattern of a of a form, Taiguk Iljan, first first chapter, and we put some, base, some of the basic techniques that we've learned as a white belt together. Walking stance, low block, high block, inside block, front snap kick, the most basic of kicks, and how to move around and not simply exercise those from an offensive and defensive standpoint, but in a pattern. And the form has meaning, all of these forms have meanings within the, the eight signs and the eight divination signs. This form has a meaning of heaven. The idea being that we're now opened up to a different way of thinking. We've begun on a, on a universe, we've begun in a pattern to understand ourself in relationship with the, with the universe. The next form, which is when you're an orange belt, Taiguk Yijang, this form... Is a very similar pattern to Taigo Giljan. But it adds some differences in the stances. It adds a few different blocks. It changes up the, the punches. So you have some some high punches. And it means very interesting. I find this that that this form in relationship to all of the other ones a little bit different. But outer gentleness, inner strength. So it refers to to some degree that as we begin to master our body and master our balance and master our technique, that we have the ability to have and be multiple things at the same time. We don't need to be all soft or all strong, but we can be strong on the inside and soft on the outside. And I believe that there probably are times implicit in this that we can be soft on the inside and strong on the outside. Kayuk Samjan, the third chapter, and we are green belt. This form starts to utilize, again, some additional techniques. We, We use a knife hand. We learn back stance, the utilization of back stance. And we utilize, for the first time, the switching of our body from one stance into another. Very, very interesting. And... The symbol for this form is fire. Even though it's a green belt, which may throw you off, the symbol is fire. And I think to some degree that it represents the fire that now is 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 burning in you as a a, a Taekwondo student as you are now really, really engaging in your in your journey. On to blue belt and taiguksajan. We're using some complicated techniques. We learn uh, blocking and striking. We're learning to move uh, very quickly and put a series of, of combinations together. We're learning of, to put a variety of stances together. Certainly a more complicated form than the ones that came before. And there is a certain amount of power to some of the, the techniques here. And, and to some degree, thunder is the operative symbol for Taiguk Satcha. Taiguk Ojan. We're halfway there. You're a purple belt. You are now engaging in a form of great fluidity and strength but fluidity and you are a symbol of the wind. You learn the cross stance, you're learning elbow strikes, you're learning twist stances. Certainly one that is much more complex than some of the others and one that we, for the most part, see over and over again. It is very, very symbolic for Taekwondo students when we look at the demographics. Students that make it to Purple Belt, students that make it halfway through are much more likely to make it to Black Belt. There are certain times of fall off, but people feel that sense of, I can see the next level of my journey over the horizon when they get to Purple Belt. Taeguk Yukchan, one of my favorite forms, the Red Belt form, it flows, it has a very different flow than many of the other forms, and maybe that's why its symbol is water. You start to put a series of combinations together. You use a a forearm blocks and wedge blocks, and you start to use a number of kick combinations together in rapid succession. It is a very nice form. It's one of my favorites of all of the forms. As you make your way on to your journey, to Taeguk Chiljan as a brown belt. This form is symbolized by the mountain. It has a great complexity of stances. We've now introduced tiger stance. It uses a horse stance. There are a series of upper punches and head strikes. It is a very aggressive form, but it's also a very fluid form. It's not an easy form to remember and it's not an easy form to execute. When a student has gotten to the point of mastering Taeguk Chiljan, they are well on their way to the journey to Black Belt. Taeguk Paljon changes up some directions, and it starts to utilize stances and combination techniques in great precision and speed that we have not seen earlier. In the earlier forms, each count would be represented by one move. As we move up, that changes dramatically, and in Tigraljan, that changes. You might have uh, several moves under one count. Mountain stances, half-mountain stances, jumping front snap kicks are utilized. The form has numbers of stance changes. It is symbolized by the earth. As you feel the earth move through you, as you feel yourself in balance with the Earth as you are that much closer to your journey to black belt. The study of the taiguks is an ongoing moving meditation. It is incumbent upon Taekwondo students at every level to master these forms, whether they are at your level, whether they are the ones below your level or when we become black belts and advanced black belts and instructors all of those that come before it is not simply to gain mastery and perfection of them remembering of the series of moves or simply the execution of those moves but understanding how each of the moves relates to one another, understanding the timing, understanding the rhythm of the forms, and as I had indicated earlier, understanding each of the Taiguk's forms place in relationship and in respect to all of the others. While there is a movement in sport Pumse and in creative Pumse to come up with more fanciful and complex and original types of forms. It is my expectation, at least for the time being, that the Taiguk will continue in its current form to be the prevailing form for Kukiwan and WT students throughout the world. While there have been some changes, slight nuances to hand positioning and to stances, the overall execution of the forms has changed very little in the last 50 years. For me personally, as a student that has trained in both the Palgays and the Taiguks and advanced forms, I believe that the Taiguks are an essential and integral component of any respectable Taekwondo training program. Thank you. I hope this was enjoyable and helpful. And we would love to hear from you about other episodes that you'd be interested in. And I would love to hear from you about which form is your favorite and why. With spending time in training and working on the podcast... And the magazine, it is difficult for me sometimes to get out to the store or the supermarket. And when that occurs, I always rely on Instacart. A friend of mine introduced me to Instacart about a year ago, and it has really changed the way that I shop. I go on the computer or on my phone. I have multiple stores to choose from in the neighborhood. I can select all of my products for delivery and It'll give me other alternative products based upon my preferences, and it's really, really a helpful tool towards making your life a heck of a lot easier. No more worrying about trying to find parking at the supermarket or standing in line at the checkout counter. You can just do all of it from your computer. It'll help you save money by giving you suggestions on deals and by providing you alternative products, and shoppers will hand select your products, they'll bag them up neatly, and then they'll deliver them within a specified delivery window. I have never had a problem with the products, the groceries, or the service from Instacart. And if you follow the show notes and you let Instacart know that we sent you, they'll provide you free delivery on your first order of over $35. I highly recommend it. And I think that it, for me, has been one of the life-changing services that I've gotten involved with. I'm not a guy who does a lot of Internet shopping, but this is something I don't like to be without. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V.